All right. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode three of Todo en Vida podcast. My name is Ashley. I have a special guest today. Her name is Violet. I did meet her through my business, but um, I just kind of wanted to give you guys a background story. Of course, I'm going to let her go ahead and introduce yourself. Say what's up to everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm so excited to have her here. Um, the first episode, we did talk about how it's important to have purpose. And not only that, just be mindful of the people that you have around you. Whether that be in relationships, friendships, anything like that, you just have to be mindful of who you have around you. So in the first episode, I did talk about that. I talked about purpose. And then in the second episode, um, I did get to show you guys how having your purpose allows you to kind of get out of the the routine of just working, kind of getting stuck in what we call like, like a hamster wheel, you know, but in this episode, I did want to go ahead and bring on Violet just so that that way she can really tell you guys your, her story. You know, this is a story that I heard in my wax room and this was something that as soon as I heard it, I, I felt the need to be able to share it with you guys as well. I asked her to come on the podcast and she was more than happy to do so. So thank you so much for being here. I really right. appreciate it. Thank you. First and foremost, because we are going to be talking about her late husband. His name is Specialist Jose Perez, Charlie Company, 1st Battalion, uh, 6th Infantry Regiment. We are going to go ahead and honor him in this podcast, in this episode, just because he deserves to go ahead and get his recognition. So we're going to go ahead and tell you her backstory. This is, like I said, a story that I've already heard. However, she's going to go ahead and just kind of talk about it from her perspective. So you have two babies, right? They're not babies anymore. They're older now, but yes. you had two babies, right? Two babies. And you got pregnant what year? I got pregnant in 2001. You were still in high school at the time. Yes, we were 16. And Jose was a junior, senior? We were both juniors. Okay. Yep. And what did that look like? Because I know teen pregnancy, um, it's, it's pretty common, but sometimes you get a dad that doesn't really get on it right away. Some people are blessed where they have a partner that does. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about Jose. What did, what was his perspective the moment that he knew you were pregnant? The moment that we both found out that I was pregnant, uh, he literally hugs me and he said, it's going to be all right. And he instantly started working. Instantly. I have to say probably by the end of that week, he had a job. <laughs> like this man went out and got a job immediately. So it's safe to say that his purpose was to provide for his family, right? Oh, 100% was, he was a provider. All 100%, the way. 100%. All Literally, the way. till this day. To this day. So let's go ahead and talk about it. So I went ahead and I took notes prior to the podcast, just so that that way I can kind of let them know your background story. So you get pregnant junior year. Mm -hmm. Instantly, Jose gets a job. Tell us about the week after he turned 19. What did Jose do? So he decided to join the military. Did he let you know about that? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so Jose joins the military. Uh, a week after he turns 19, this is in December. After that, by the way, he did not tell her. And then you guys get married in March, right? Yes. So March, within a week, Jose ends up getting sent to boot camp. Yes. Boot camp for three months, right? Mm -hmm. When he comes back at the end of June, right? Yep. Comes back the end of June. By the beginning of July, he already got stationed in Germany, right? Yes. So he gets stationed in Germany, guys. Check this out. He gets stationed in Germany. It took you, what, up until, I think you said January? Yes, got there in January. Okay, so you get there in January. She's settling in, and instantly what happens? I got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> instantly she gets pregnant with her second baby, right? Yeah. So how, how far or how long after that did he get deployed to the Iraqi Freedom War? He got deployed November of 2005. 
Okay. So I got pregnant 2004, January 2004. No, January 2005. Girl, I can't remember. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's so many. Okay, hold on. Because you were pregnant with Isabel in Germany, right? Yes, I got pregnant in January. Okay. 2005. Okay. And, okay. and jun- Junior, your son, right? He's also Jose, right? Also Jose. So he was how old at the time that you guys were in Germany? When we left to Germany, he was about to be three. Okay. Okay. So he was about to be three. Mm-hmm. So you were pretty much a baby having a baby. You guys were both babies at the time. Oh, yeah. And you go all the way to Germany with him. Yep, I went to Germany with my son. So you were pregnant during the time that he got deployed, right, to Iraq? I, Isabel, had just been born. Okay. Right up. Mm-hmm. So he was able to come home? Yes. He was able to come home for her birth. Okay. And then he got deployed right after. And his appointment, guys, was going to be a year long. Mm-hmm. So the reason why we want to go ahead and tell you guys his story is just because Jose really found his purpose. His purpose was to be a provider the moment he knew he was going to be a father and he wanted to go ahead and take care of his family. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what he did. Yeah. So this is where things kind of take a toll, right? So it's two days prior to his daughter's first birthday. He's on his last mission, last day, down to the last hour of his deployment. And unfortunately, Specialist Jose Perez um, passed away. Mm-hmm. So. Tell us about that. So right after he passed away, you kind of just what you would call it like survival mode. I yeah, it was survival mode. I went through. It was like an out of body experience, to be honest, like there's a lot that I don't remember during that time just because there was so much going on and your your brain tends to want to protect itself. Yeah. So it was like I was going through the daily motions of doing what I needed to do. But it was kind of like I was watching myself do it at the same time. Right. So, it, yeah, I mean, it was a lot to take in in a very short period of time. Yeah. And there was a lot to do as well. You know, all his preparations and dealing with the military. It's a it's a lot more things than just when a loved one passes away and you have to go and do everything with the military. It's a lot more involved. And you were already back in Cali when you found out that he had passed away. Yeah. Right. So right before I had Isabel, we had made the decision for me to come back home to have her here as okay. opposed to being out in Germany. Cause then I would have been by myself. He by would have been deployed. Yeah. So we made the decision for me to come back home to be with family. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you decided to go ahead and come back, he was supposed to be coming home in a week. He was supposed to be going back to base. Back to base. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I mean, that for us is home, right? Yeah. It's like he's he's back on American soil, so to speak, right? He's back on a U.S. base. Yeah. So for us, it was like, yeah, he's going back home. But some people would call it a very unfortunate circumstance, but he did not die in vain whatsoever. He passed away literally doing not only what he loved, um, but also, too, he... He passed away being a provider. Till this day, he's a provider. The reason why Jose is important, an important part in this story is because I speak a lot about how it's important who you have in your corner, mm-hmm. whether that's a partner, whether that's your friends. And it's really detrimental to your success, whether you have the right partner or the incorrect partner. So Jose pretty much set up this foundation of providing for his family, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So till this day, He's still able to take care of his kids. They're able to go to school, stuff like that. You were also able to go to school, right? Yeah. Due to the VA benefits. Yes. So this man, um, and very honorable man at that, 
set her up to be able to, with or without him, be able to do something. Now, most people would not take advantage of that. Uh, you did. So what you were about, what, like two years after his passing, you started school, right? Yeah, right about that. Mm -hmm. So she is a teacher now. So from there on, she was able to really flourish in life. She was able to buy a house. She was able to get her career, stuff like that. But then four years after you end up meeting your second partner. Mm -hmm. And tell us about the difference between the two. So Jose was a provider. Um, he also loved music. In his photos, he looks so serious. And I've always told her that. Like, he looks so intimidating, but he was not at all. She ends up showing me videos. He looks like such a goofball. Oh, yeah. So literally the best of the both worlds mm -hmm. um, where you had a provider, you had a protector, but you also had a best friend. Mm -hmm. um, not to mention that he was a badass. He was a sniper in the military. Yeah. So you got the best of both worlds in that. And then tell us about the difference and how it kind of took a toll for you with your second partner. Well, they, I mean, to begin with, they were completely different. Yeah. Completely different. Jose was a complete alpha male. Okay. You know, very confident, very sure of himself. And um, that allowed you also to, to, to be submissive. That allowed you to allow him to take lead because you trusted that. Yes. He was very much, I mean, I always felt safe with him. I never had to worry about if something happened. I knew he had my back. That's awesome. 100% all the time. It was never even a question. And then second partner. Completely, completely different. I mean, not a bad person, but just very different in mindset. Um, not as much of a hustler, I guess you could say. Not as much as a, of a go-getter. Um, very much laid back. Do you feel like that kind of deteriorated your progress a little bit? It, it stopped me from doing a lot of things. Because I didn't feel like I had the support. With Jose, it was very different. It was always, if you, if this is what you want to do, I'll support you. You want to go back to school? Because that was something we talked about. You want to go to school? I'll support you. Yeah. You want to do this? I'll support you. With the other one, it was, why are you going to go to school? Why are you going to do that? You don't need to do that. Very two different people. Very Confident, different. secure, and then insecure and... Very insecure. Yeah. Which in turn led to me being very insecure. Oh, yeah. Because that definitely ends up radiating on radiating onto you when you're around someone that's insecure. You almost feel the need to I guess you kind of get stuck in this um, not even knowing at the time, too. It's kind of like a cycle of wanting to make sure that they feel secured. You bend over backwards for somebody like that because you're trying to reassure them. You're, yeah, you're trying to feel, reassure them. You're trying to fill the gaps. You're trying to be like. Oh, no, that that's not what that is. Yeah. Let me help you. And even though that's their own insecurities. So Jose and your second partner were completely different. Completely different. And the the direction that your life took was even different from yes. with Jose mm -hmm. and your second partner. Right. So how long did you last in this cycle with your second partner? Um, We were together for about nine, a little over nine years. Nine years. A little over nine years. Um. I think at, at a certain point, I just settled because I felt like, okay, this is just what it is. This is how it's going to be. This is as good as it's going to get for me. Really? Because of my situation, I really felt like a lot of people looked down on me because I was so young when I had my kids. 
because wow. of the situation that happened, a lot of I felt like a lot of people were kind of like, well, that's kind of what you get. For really? being so young, for not making better choices. So you really thought that that was as as good as it was going to get. Right. And I mean, it's kind of hard to live up to someone or feel not necessarily fill the shoes because you can't. Mm -mm. But it's really, really hard when you had the best of the best. And then this is what you get next. Yeah. You really were confined to thinking that that was the best that you could get. Yeah. What would you say to people that that are probably stuck in a situation where the pattern continues, where they're probably with an insecure partner and they don't know how to get stuck out of that pattern? What would you say to that person? Honestly, you just need to cut it off because it doesn't get better. It gets worse. Yep. And that's what people don't understand. Sometimes it's a pattern where the pattern only continues. It's only going to get worse. And if you're in a relationship with someone and let's say you guys don't have as many like responsibilities, right? Like, let's say... Um, I'm speaking for people that don't have kids or maybe don't have a property together, stuff like that. And they want to, quote unquote, progress with their partner. And these things are already happening. These, these negative events are already happening. It's not going to get any better at no, all. It doesn't. And, you know, this is obviously the million dollar question. Why do you think now you stayed for those eight, nine years? Because you truly believed that that was the best you could get or you I, just didn't know how to cut it off? There was a lot of factors that went into it. That was one of them. 100% was I kind of got broken down in a way to where I did. I, I believe that that was the best. And going into that relationship, I so badly wanted a family again. I wanted the family unit. I wanted that strong male. I wanted that so bad. And it's crazy how our brain. So like, for example, he was um, your second partner. When you're dealing with someone that's insecure, when you're dealing with someone that constantly needs reassurance, you almost think that that's masculine energy mm -hmm. and it's not. It's just this tough guy persona that needs to be, you know, has to have their ego satisfied and stuff like that. So it was kind of like your mind was playing a little bit of tricks on you, yeah. you know, so you kind of settled for the second one. And at what point did you change your perspective at one point did you kind of snap out of it ended at any point you have to take a look at jose take a look at your second partner and be like yo this don't even add up yeah it got it just it got to a point where the relationship started getting disrespectful and i did take it for a while because again i felt like this is the best i'm gonna get um, I had gone through some stuff where like even like health issues. I had another baby. I had a baby with my second partner. Yeah. Um, he was a big factor as to why I continued to stay, even though there were so many red flags and I should have stopped that relationship years prior. Um, but because of just all those different factors, once I got pregnant with my son, it was I didn't want another one of my babies without their dad. So that mm. would that did play a huge role in my head because of course I had seen how it had affected my kids. Yeah. Just not having their dad. Yeah. You know, so I didn't want to do that to my youngest. I didn't want to be the reason why his dad wasn't around. Oh. So I stayed and I continued to take the disrespect and I continued to take the, the shady comments. And, you know, I had a lot of health issues with my pregnancy. So I, you know, I wasn't my best. I wasn't my best mentally. I wasn't my best physically. Would I, you say that that because you're saying it now, but would you say that 
when a woman isn't able to vibrate at her highest potential, would you say that that kind of takes a factor in what she settles for? 100%. Because we don't, we forget who we are. We forget how strong we can be, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I, people tell me now when they look at me, they hear my story. Right. Right. And they're like, wow, like you're a very strong person. I myself at that moment didn't see that. I just, like we talked about earlier, I was in survival mode. I just, I had to get through the next day. I had to get through the day. And at the beginning, it was an hour at a time. And you didn't even have time to truly find Violet, like her, Mm -hmm. your true self. You didn't Mm -hmm. get the chance to boom. Your husband passes away. First year is like a blink of an eye. Second year, it's barely hitting, barely hitting. Third year, which was when you started school, right? Yes. Right, so right. Then, yes. Second, third year. Yeah. So then you automatically threw myself started, into school. Threw yourself into school. Yeah. So you were focused on first Jose's passing. Then it was like, okay, full attention on the babies. Mm-hmm. Then, okay, I need to create a career for myself, go to school so I can provide for these babies. Yes. And then, boom, you get caught up in the second relationship. Mm-hmm. And after eight, nine years, eventually you woke up and you had to take a look at the difference between Jose, the second partner, and how detrimental it is. I've always said that you cannot choose your family, but you can definitely choose your partner. Mm -hmm. You can definitely choose who you decide to make a family with. And that, like I've said, it's detrimental to either your success or your your downfall, you know? Um, So following up from that, eventually you snapped out of it, right? And how would you say that that second relationship kind of hindered your growth? Because I know we've talked about it, but it affected a lot of things around you. The relationships with Jose family, it affected almost to an extent the relationship with the kids, you know? Yeah. So how do you feel like you were able to get yourself back up from that situation of, of where, you know, the kind of like, um, the damage was done. Yeah. He steps away. Now you're stuck kind of trying to mend everything Mm -hmm. that for nine years you didn't see happening in front of you. You know, it's just one of those things that you, one, you apologize for, you know, like it, I'm huge on apologizing if I've done something because it's not intentional. I think for me, it was not intentional. Um, The biggest thing that affected me was the relationship with my kids, with my older two, Mm -hmm. um, because they went through it with me too. You know, they saw a lot that they shouldn't have seen. They took a lot that they shouldn't have had to deal with. And there was many moments where I should have stepped up and I didn't because I didn't know how. I didn't know how. And it did affect us for a long time. You know, it 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 was hurtful. How how long do you think it took to mend the relationships that you know, it was kind of the consequence of this relationship. Honestly, it took like with my kids, it's, it's still kind of a work in progress. I mean, we're in a very, we're in a much better place now. Um, but I can say we got very, very close, um, almost immediately because I apologized wholeheartedly. And they saw that the, what is that saying? Where like the, the, um, Kind of like the blind was kind of taken off of your eyes. Yeah. And that's what they've told me. They're like, mom, you went back to being you. Mm. Like almost immediately after he left. And that's so important. When someone is not good for you, your soul can literally feel it. Girl, it was to the point where we were so uncomfortable in my home, my kids home. 
This man came into my home. We were uncomfortable in our own home. That's that says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That says a lot. So when it got to that point, that's where that's where I was like, that's it. That's this, it. We, I, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. This is no. it's gone too far. Too many lines have been crossed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you were how old at this time? I was. So this was after. Oh, my gosh. This was in 2019. OK, so 30. I'm not good at math. 34. OK, so you had like you had barely been settling into your 30s. Mm-hmm. That is probably and it's not to create an excuse or anything like that. But that's probably why it was easier for you to put up with it in your 20s, because yeah. we talked about it prior to the podcast starting yep. in your 20s. You don't know what you want. You're not really stable. You're not really settled yet. Mm-hmm. So you settle for what you think is the best that's out there. But you haven't lived enough life to mm-hmm. see that right. there's more out there. The mm-hmm. moment you, you know, kind of started hitting your 30s, you're like, all right. Yeah, this things isn't changed. Really, things completely changed. I had my youngest at 30. Oh, so wow. So right at that, like, things started changing. You know, like, for me. You my mentality differently. differently. And honest, going back to, like, how you were saying, you know, in your 20s, you don't know. In my 20s, I took a huge hit when I lost Jose. You know, like, yeah. our, our lives together, what could have been, we never got there. We never got to do those things. And so I was looking for it. I was trying to force it to work. You know what they say? Don't go to the grocery store when you're hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Not all bad. All bad. But no, nevertheless, I am really, really proud of you because I think sometimes when we ask God for strength, we expect it to just happen. And that's not how it happens. Sometimes God allows us to go through things trials tribulations to create that strength you know mm-hmm. and that's really what happened because now anybody that sees you is like wow i can't believe she's she has a career she has a home her babies are grown up her babies are wanting to go into school and stuff like that and people mm-hmm. will just see the finished product right. but they don't know the story the behind it that it. took you guys to get there right so the reason why i wanted to cover both partners of yours is so that people can truly see the difference between a great and honorable man like mm-hmm. Jose, that's his purpose. He found his purpose, which was literally to provide for his family. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of were still searching yours yeah. in the midst of vulnerability, in the midst of just not knowing any better. And you just so desperately wanting a family, you unfortunately settled for the wrong person. And that was detrimental to your success. Yeah. Um, to really to your progress in general, yeah. you know, now we've talked about it. And you've told me, like, I feel like now we've gotten to grief together as a family because yeah. that chapter with your second partner finally closed. And Jose had his purpose. You, however, got stuck in survival mode. I did. I got to take care of the kids. I got to go to school. I got to get a house. I got to do this. Right. Mm-hmm. So now that the dust is settled, now that you know what you want and now that you are a bit stronger in that aspect, not even a bit, a whole lot stronger in that aspect. What would you say is now your purpose? Honestly, I feel like my purpose is just to find happiness within myself. Be the mom that my kids need me to be. Be the woman that I have wanted to be. Like, I feel like I'm growing into her even now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like we're saying it being in that relationship. It pushed me back a long time. I could have been where I am now mm-hmm. five, six, seven, eight years ago. You know, I could have been there. Yeah. So it did. It pushed me back because I was trying to make somebody feel 
like they were my reason for being mm. around. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I focused so much on him that it took for me. And so it did. It pushed me back. But things always happen the way they're supposed to. Right. Things always work out the way they're supposed to. I'm where I'm at now and I'm I'm loving it. You know, it's a new chapter. It's a new chapter for me. My my babies are older. You know, mm-hmm. my oldest is about to be 22. Now, my you, girls, now like, you get the blessing of really being able to capture your own essence. Because yeah. we talked about that. I'm like, well, what's next? I'm like, you have your career. Mm-hmm. Your babies are older. Yeah. And for a while, because, you know, this is something that I always tell people when you're looking for purpose, right? Not only do you look for purpose, but you also have to see that sometimes your purpose is not in other people or in other things. Your purpose is really to just walk in your own truth, you know? And for a while I had asked you, I was like, well, what does your purpose look like now? And you had mentioned to me, you're like, I'm trying to go back to church. I'm trying to get more into my faith. And I asked you, I was like, what does it look like you trying to walk that journey of really finding yourself again without faith? And you can go ahead and elaborate a little bit about on that. I, you know, faith has always been there. There was a time where I was just so angry because of everything that had happened that I stepped away. Of course. You know, I stepped away for a long time. And I think that that's also why I found I settled because I didn't have faith. I was just trying to do things my way. And we all, you know, it it doesn't work like that. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to stay in your faith. And I feel like that's been a huge thing lately or within the last, you know, year or two that I've really been a lot more spiritual. I've been a lot more faithful. I've been a lot more like, okay, um, I'm letting go. Let go and let God. Yes. Because when you try to control something, it just, it doesn't happen that way. And then you just end up being upset because it didn't work out the way you wanted it to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, things have a way of just falling into place. Yeah. And that's what's happened. You know, I had to learn how to let go. I've had to learn to just keep my faith, even on bad days, even on yeah. good days. You know, I just got to keep going. I got to keep moving forward. I have to help myself also. I can't just say, hey, God, let me, you mm-hmm. know, do I- pl- please give me this without doing the work for it. <laughs> right, you know, you got to put in right. the work. So put in the work. I'm where I'm at now. You know, it's been a hard journey because, yeah, I've had to grieve. I've had to grieve over and over and over again because you go through different phases in your life. You know, like I'm saying, my babies are older. They're not babies. They're 22 and 18 at this point. And it's still hitting you to this day. It doesn't get easier. Mm -hmm. And I know that people mean well when they say that, like, oh, time heals. No, time just continues to remind you where those loved ones are missing. Mm-hmm. but you learn yeah. how to carry them with you in different ways. I see, I see Jose in my babies. Oh, 1000%. And even now, like your son, it's going to be his golden birthday. Yeah. It's, he's going to be 22. He's officially going to be older than his dad. Oh yeah. And that is just, unfortunately, another yeah. reminder of, of the grief that you're still processing. Right. You know, I, I love that you touched on faith and you, um, how difficult it was not having faith, especially at the time when you had just lost Jose, you were still upset. I think that when you truly have faith in God, you really are able to look at yourself through his eyes and the aspect where you love yourself a little bit more. You uh, treasure yourself. You are also trusting of whatever path is meant to be um, put your way. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that especially in relationships, 
had we had a little bit more faith when we were in these relationships that weren't the best for us, I think we would have been able to see the signs that God sent to us that, hey, this is not where you're meant to be. And you flourishing happened, or, you know, even me too, flourishing happened after these people were removed from our lives. Mm -hmm. And even to this day, it's a reminder of how having a good partner next to you can really advance your growth in life. You know, I think it's safe to say that had it not been for Jose finding his purpose, it would have, you know, let's say he wasn't in the military and he did that simply for, you know, to provide for his family, but he found his purpose. He found a way to execute his purpose, mm-hmm. which was joining the military. It's it's different for everybody, of course. Right. But because of that, he was able to still be a provider to his family. And the they say that the seed that you plant, the fruits of the seed that you plant, you're not going to eat it that same day. You're going to eat it eventually, like later on. Mm-hmm. Right. So the seed that he planted when Isabel was barely a year old. Yeah. She's able to now eat from it now, you know, which is such a blessing versus, you know, the consequences of and the turmoil that happened after your second relationship. It was very, very, very different. You know, it set you back. But now you're in a place of of being able to finally grieve properly, of being able to have faith, love yourself a little bit more, learn from those circumstances. And now it's totally different for you because the babies are older, you yeah. have your career. And I mean, now you're still trying to find your purpose, you know, to like yeah. love yourself and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But please like enlighten people or women, whether it's men that are probably still stuck in that that pattern, that cycle or hoping that things are gonna get better. And it's not. No, they don't. And that's the thing. You see the signs. And that's that's I think that's one of the things that I have learned through keeping my faith or coming back to it is you learn to forgive yourself for those mistakes that you made. Mm-hmm. Because there were things that I saw and I just let it slide. Sometimes. Because you know, out of just I don't know if it was out of fear. Or just maybe not wanting to be by myself again. Yeah. And I think, too, when you're dealing with someone that makes you feel the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows, Mm -hmm. you can't wrap your head around why they do the things that they do. Now, yes, maybe they could have good qualities to them. But I truly believe that some people are battling a spiritual warfare where for some reason the enemy is able to get into their head to the point where they do the actions that they do. And in your head, when you're a decent human being, you can't comprehend why they did the things that they did. And then you kind of just have to get to a point of literally letting go and letting God and be like, whatever they did for whatever reason, not only am I going to forgive myself for putting up with that, but I'm also going to forgive them from a distance Mm -hmm. because I don't even think, I don't even think he knew what he was doing. He had a great woman next to him. And had he taken care of that a little bit more, you guys could have really advanced together. You guys really could have leveled up together. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, God removed who he had to remove. Now you're, it's just you. And you're able to truly capture like your essence of who you want to be. Because like I said, the babies are older, you have your career and stuff like that. And what does that look like now for you? What does that journey look like now for you? Now that journey is, to be honest, the hardest, I feel like one of the harder parts of my journey recently have been learning how to be without my kids. I've been a mom since I was 17. 
you know, and situations happen in life where, you know, you just, you, you forget to take care of yourself. And so that's one of the things that I'm learning how to do is take care of myself. And because I, you know, as a mom, you give everything to your kids, you give everything to your babies, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, one, that's one of the hardest things right now is learning how to be without them. But I think I'm doing OK. You know, like I'm I have my job, so I focus on, you know, work and what I need to do. And then, you know, I come home and I just figure out what it is that feels right at the moment for yeah. me. You know, yeah. however it is that I want to end my night or you know, express myself or just sometimes Finding I come home. Groove. Yeah, I come home, I turn on the music and it's just, you know, full blast all day and that's <laughs> it, you know? Like that's what feels right at the moment. So it's just finding those little things that make me me. At what point did you realize that you had to start searching for a greater purpose outside of the kids, outside of work? Outside, like at one point it had to have hit you, you I know? kind of, you know, it's one of those things like I, I knew it was a conversation that, I've had in the back of my head for a long time. And it was a conversation that Jose and I had when we were young. So, I mean, we only got, we were together since we were 15 to 21. Wow. So there was a conversation we had one during a time, I think it was one of the last times that he came down to visit when he was, you know, uh, being, when he was deployed. And um, we had a conversation about what's our life going to look like when our kids are grown. And we couldn't answer it at that point because, I mean, we were 21 with two babies, you know, yeah. or three. And You're just so consumed right. by parenthood. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, we had and, and then more so it fell on me, right, because he's deployed. You know, he's providing. He's doing what he's need, he needs to do. He's out there fighting. He's out there doing, you know, big things. Yeah. You know, and I had the responsibility of the babies. So it it was one of those things that that conversation I. It replays in my head even up until now. Like, you know, it's crazy that I'm, I literally thought of it right now as you were talking about it. Cause you were like, it fell on me to, you know, to be the mom full time. Jose was out there doing big things. He was a sniper in the military. Yep. So he was for sure had a lot of responsibility. Yes. You know, what's crazy is as you were saying this, I thought about it and I'm like, his purpose was to provide for his family. Right. So to a certain extent, I think it's safe to say that. He kind of added to your purpose because not to say that, I mean, God makes no mistakes, you know? So had I had it my way or your way, Jose would still be here. Right. Mm -hmm. But had that event not taken place, I think you would have gone stuck in mom mode full time Mm -hmm. because you would have had that provider. You would have had that protector. And then when that got taken away, now you had to step up and be both. Yeah which now allows you to be the woman that you are now, Mm -hmm. you know, not to say that you would have been any less if you would have still been here, but really look at the essence of who you are now, a strong, independent, intelligent woman. It's like he even added to that purpose in the aspect of his family, because you were the one left to lead his family. And so it's like, wow, had, had he still been here, it would have been easier to kind of just um, to just you, both of you guys play your roles. Right. He's a protector provider. You would have just been mom, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and I think that in every every struggle, there is light at the end of the tunnel and there is a beauty in the struggle. And I'm like, I think I literally thought about it as we were talking right now. And I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah. like 
he even added to that. Yeah. Yeah. Like even the woman that you are now. Yeah. And I can, I can 100% say that before I couldn't because I was so stuck in my anger for it. But now having gone through it, having been where I'm at now and how you're saying he still provided all of except for 17 years. It's been 17 years. Nothing has changed in the fact of, in the way of how I view him, in the way of how I see him, how I respect him, my love for him. That's never changed and it never will because he's such a vital part of my life. And because of him providing, you know, he's a big reason why I am a teacher, why I decided to go that route. He was always super supportive, supportive of it, yeah. always. And that's the thing, you know, like, I, I don't know if I told you, but when I went through school and I got my associates and then I got my bachelor's, when I got my bachelor's, I... They, they asked me what name I wanted on my degree. So my associates has my married name. Okay. So it says Violet Perez. My okay. bachelor's, um, I didn't get it right away because I just forgot about it, to be honest. Like I forgot to go pick it up. So when I finally got a call and they were like, what, what name do you want on it? And I was like, Perez. Wow. Perez, because it's because of him that I was able to go to school. Because I got those benefits because that's what he wanted for us. He wanted us to go to school. He wanted us to take advantage of everything that could possibly come for us. And that's what I did. So both of my degrees, both of them up until now, have Perez on them. She says, my man, my man, my man. Exactly. (laughs) Because and that's the thing, like also with his family. Uh Yes, we had our separation, but that's my family. We're not bled. But that's my family. I love my Perez family. And, and he, I will forever be a Perez. And he literally, everything that he did while he was here is still intact after he's been gone. Yeah. He gave you the essence of family. He gave you strength. And I mean, granted, right? Sometimes people are left with these blessings and they don't take advantage of it. So even then, I think I think you did learn from him in the aspect of, strength Mm -hmm. you became the provider and even now the way that you honored his name in your degrees did you ever did you ever change your name back to your maiden name i did change so now it's back to my maiden name okay and the reason for that is because i do have babies you know i have like both my you know my babies with jose and then i had another one um i didn't want the question from my youngest being like how come you have their oh, last name and not mine. So for okay. me, it was like, I'm going to go back to my maiden because that, it's kind of neutral. Keep it neutral. It's yeah. kind of neutral. Keep it right? neutral. Like that's mom's last name. Okay. You know, that's why I did it. And when you, when you're left a widow, can't like, do you have to change it back to your no, maiden name? No, you don't have okay. to. Okay. So you did it just literally to be neutral for your yeah. youngest baby. I, and it, I mean, I had, I was still a Perez up until like April of 2015 and then my son was born May so so you didn't change it for a long time yeah because for me I didn't see the need to because that's who I was that's who I was that's I married him that's that's who I was wow you know and yeah like you're saying I did a lot of a lot of who I am now is because of Jose also you know like you're saying he taught me how to be a provider he taught me how to be strong raising my kids going through life without him, I still took a lot of what his essence he was, Yeah, you know, and, and you can see it in my kids. Yeah. (laughs) You know, they have so many personality traits, attributes, characteristics of him. And it's because I think a lot of it had to do with how I raised them 
but it was because that's how we would have raised them. People would hear your story and say, how sad, how tragic, Mm -hmm. but you've genuinely found the beauty in it. And you, you've given yourself that strength. You literally, I don't know, created it, gave it to yourself. I don't know how you mounted it up, but you literally did it. And the fact that you've kept his essence alive, even years after he's passed, just shows how his imprint on your life has carried through realms from the heavens down below. And I think that that's why it is so important to have the proper people in your corner, whether that's a partner, family, friends, anything like that, you know, and it, 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 it shows through mm-hmm. Jose. I've always told you, I just give him my utmost respect, you know, and, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you talk to the babies about him all the time, oh, yeah. you know, but it's like, wow. Yeah. He was a great dad then. And he's a great dad now. Yeah. And I don't think that's something that they're ever going to forget. No. Ever. They and can't. It'll just continue because my oldest has a baby. Yeah. And so, he had a son, right? Yep. So <laughs> here's another, you know, his name, his middle name is Jose. Okay. So here's another Perez. Does he, look like, does he look like his grandpa? He doesn't. No. But he's a total Perez. Really? <laughs> so, you know, it's like even now, like. That's now something we look forward to is now we get to talk to my G baby about this is your grandpa. This is your grandpa. This is what he did. Yeah. And you get to like relive because, you know, some people would hear probably hear um, you telling your story right now. I'm like, oh, my God, how sad she's making her relive that. But I've asked you multiple times. I'm like, how do you feel when I talk to you about Jose? And you always say it with a smile on your face. You're yeah. like, I love talking about him yeah. because it really it doesn't make him feel so gone no it doesn't it just it just makes me happy it does because there were a lot of hard dark times there was a lot of time that i didn't want to talk about him because it hurt too much Mm -hmm. and granted it does but i've been able to talk about him more and more and more without bawling right you know without breaking down and crying because there's a beauty in it right you know and so i and i think with you i found that with you because you're so easy to talk to and we just clicked right away. Yeah. So, right away, you know, we just and it was just a genuine conversation. Yeah. I can do a genuine conversation. Yeah. But, you know, there's also times when people want to talk and they want to say something. And I'm like, mm, I really don't want to say that. or I don't want to talk yeah. about it because then it takes on a different tone. Yeah. And I don't want to talk about. The, the sad, the, the, just the, the sad. sad. No. no, even when we talked about it, I was just like, "Wow, what a beautiful story!" I even, I think it really, you know, it makes a huge difference when you're talking to someone that's like, "Oh, that's so sad," mm-hmm. and then someone else that's like, "Wow, that's beautiful. That's so powerful. That's so honorable. Like he deserves his recognition." Yeah. And so, amongst the times that we've, you know, talked about it, I've always been able to be like. I don't know him and I've been able to capture how powerful he is in his essence of a provider, but equally as nurturing and loving because that's the whole reason he went into the military, you know, the, and again, I will tell people, you know, the reason why we talk about the differences is because you went, you went through it all. You went through the grief. You went through having an amazing supportive partner to the complete opposite to having to, 
kind of fix what was broken because of that relationship and then still get yourself back up. You were in survival mode. And then even after that, you've been able to ask yourself, what is my purpose? You were able to assess the situation and say, okay, my babies are older. I'm no longer having to be in survival mode. So now who's Violet? Yeah. And you've been aware of this the entire way. So it's like most people aren't. Most people aren't in this episode. We were able to touch on purpose, how important it is, what kind of partner you have next to you, how you can't make excuses for yourself and you have to get yourself back up, which you did. You did do. You were totally in survival mode. You caught yourself being vulnerable. Once you got out of a situation that got the best of you while you were vulnerable, you were still able to elevate and now even so find your purpose and I love that the advice that you gave to people that that are still stuck in that pattern. It doesn't get better. You have to choose yourself. You're not always going to be like a, you're always going to be a mom, but yeah. you're not your entire being is not always going to be a mom. Right. And like the conversation that you and Jose had, what is life going to look like once our babies are older? Yeah. Now you're living that and you were able to be aware of Every step of the way, even when you probably in that moment weren't, you're able to look back and grow from it and learn from it and just really capture every wave that life threw at you. Yeah. I think it's I think it's something that you should be very, very proud of. I think how we talked about earlier, you know, sometimes we ask God for strength and he's not always just going to give it to us on a silver platter. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the strength that God gives us is through trials and tribulations, yeah. is through hard times. So I think that. You should be really, really proud of yourself. I know Jose is definitely proud of you. You better be. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, bro, please. Like, boy, you put me through all this. (laughs) No, but thank you so, so much for sharing your story. The moment that I heard it, I was like, yeah, we definitely got to let the world know this because it's something that's very impactful. I think it's something that a lot of people can learn from. Mm -hmm. And just thank you. Thank you really for sharing it and just for being who you are. I mean, I know you might not feel like you need the thanks for that, but a lot of people are not able to go through half of what you went through and still stand. Sometimes people get stuck in the cycle of feeling bad for themselves or creating excuses. Mm -hmm. No, you faced it all head on. So thank you. Thank you so, so much for sharing your story, letting people know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And um, probably the last thing is, what would you, what would you say to someone that's stuck in grief? You got to go through it. Gotta go through it to go through it. It hurts like hell, but once you're on the other side of it, you learn how to carry it with you. And that's just what you do. You know, you continue to just keep moving forward. You can't stay stuck. Grief hurts. Moments hurt. Certain things hurt. But once you go through it, it's a lot better. You learn how to carry it in an honorable way. That's what I was about to say. I was like, you carried it in the most honorable way because you literally honored him by being strong Mm -hmm. by being perseverant so i just think that this was definitely your moment for you to collect your flowers again we want to go ahead and show recognition to jose um he was an outstanding man so thank you guys so much for tuning in to todo and vida podcast i hope you guys tune in to our fourth episode and thank you so much again for being on this episode thank you so much for having me on yes of (laughs) course and that is a wrap we'll catch you guys on the next episode if you guys haven't followed follow todo and vida podcast or my business page self-care by ash llc thank you guys once again for tuning in